Welcome back to another episode. I don't even know what we, we used to number and we don't number them anymore. Just welcome back to another episode of Empower Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Abney, and today I'm joined with Marilyn Egan. And a very special guest to the podcast. Misty and yes. Pennington. Yes. Yay. Hey Misty. Thank you hey. so much for coming in today. Thanks. Nice to be here. Yes. yes. So Go ahead, share a little bit. You love sound. It's in your heart and music and light and love. And thank you so much. You did a, a video with me for my new channel, which I really appreciate it. It's got tons of views, but it, you did this thing at the end, which was so great. And um, it's gotten a lot of, I can see where people just go back and play that over and over again. So I'm so glad you brought your, one of your crystal bowls today yeah, and just kind of yes. talking about the theme for this season is about, you know, obviously we all went through a major shift planetarily wise and how that's impacted us. Like we thought our lives were going this way and then now they're going this way and talking about that, giving people permission to start exploring where this is taking us and how this is expanding. And Oh my goodness. Yeah. I kind of had a breaking down in the middle of this awakening. Everything was falling apart. I felt like my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my children, with my children's um, spouses, even my grandchildren, it all kind of, it took a hit is what I want to say. It took a hit. I realized I wasn't feeling good in the relationships, and I kept trying to get people to meet me where I was at and communicate, and they weren't hearing me at all. (laughs) And I would say things like, I need help, and nobody understood it. And it it highlighted this whole codependent thing that was going on in our relationships and how I was showing up for everybody, sacrificing myself, not requiring them to participate in the relationships. And I kind of had a volcanic eruption (laughs) is what I... (laughs) A big boom. (laughs) Yeah, I can equate it to, and you know, the the you-know-what hit the fan. And I lost it, and everyone thought I was crazy in my family. They thought I was really crazy because I was drawing all these new lines about how I was going to show up and how I needed them to show up. Okay. And it, it felt like a big breakdown. It was a lot of crying. It was a lot of upsetness in my body. Things weren't gelling. So I had to really get comfortable being uncomfortable with myself. And I had to start from within. And whenever I started aligning within to what it was I wanted, what it was I was seeking in my relationships, and I established it within myself, then it started gelling in my relationships as well. But it took a really deep dive inward to see how I was showing up in those patterns that weren't working for me. You know, I had to do my own self-work. Right, because they didn't know how to help you because as far as they were concerned, you were the one who knew how to help everybody. Why on earth would you need help? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so when, when you realize this is not healthy for me. They're like, but we liked it that way. (laughs) They did. Of course, it was really easy when no one else had to kind of do the hard work. Right. You know, I was carrying a lot of things Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of old dynamics and stories and we could spend hours going over the stories. But what I learned mostly was that's just a clue. The stories are a clue to where you're tripping yourself up and I had to quit sharing the story with other people, and I had to get internal 
and figure out what was going on there. And really, for me, it was people-pleasing. I was always showing up in a way that if I did this for somebody, then they'll appreciate me and then they'll understand. And eventually, I'll get my turn. And I was in a circle (laughs) yesterday with some of my lovely spirit sisters, and it, it was said to me for probably the fourth time in the last two weeks, I don't I'm not sure if you understand your capacity to hold space for other people. Right. And I have realized that I do have a a big threshold. I have a I can withstand a lot. I can take a lot before yes. I blow up. But I've also discovered that's really whenever I'm not paying attention inside. You're not taking care of you. And I'm focused more on other people. Right. Yeah. And that's when I heard Uh, just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) And I know that myself. I've been there, done that. And it's interesting that you said that was the big issue because it, I did a ceremony January 1st of 2020, which was before we knew what was happening. (laughs) We knew something was happening. Mm -hmm. And for that specific ceremony, they gave me two messages. And number one was self-care. If you're going to do this work, it is not an option. You have to take care of you first. And the second one, you can't carry anybody anymore. Mm -mm. And that was for everyone who was at that ceremony. But I'm like, oh, I knew it. And I felt like I had learned that lesson. And then come spring, after COVID did start, and my kids are living in different parts of the country, I'm sitting outside drinking my coffee, and I see this possum walking across the top of the hill, and I look at it and go, something looks funny. And she was walking slowly, and then she would stop, turn her head, and just stare at me. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, this is a message not just for me, but for a lot of us. She had eight babies hanging on her back, four on this side, and I saw the faces of the others. I have four kids who all have partners, right? So it's kind of that same thing for you. It was a a deeper, because I had let go to a certain point, but it was, we were going through something new. Yeah. And it was a whole new perspective. And I think for you, it just got dumped like, do it now, sister. Yeah, yeah. The back was broken. There was no yes. more carrying. Um, I love it that you talk about your possum story because we <laughs> share a lot about animals, and Snake has been a big teacher for me. Yes. Snake is so shows up for me in all my shadow work, and Snake was huge in this volcanic eruption that I had. Yeah. The week I had the volcanic eruption, there was a giant snake on my back porch, huge, six-foot-long That is my arm, big snake. And I'm trying to be super friendly to it, trying to get it on a shovel. I want to get it out of my space, and I don't want to harm it. It is coming at me. It was craziness, and we ended up having to kill the snake, which is exactly what I didn't want to do. But it, in retrospect, in hindsight, it's always so easy to see. And it was representative of how... People were playing into my scenario, and it was right on my back porch. It was right in my house. It was right there. Interesting how it all plays out. (laughs) Big message. Yeah, and something huge shifted with it. Like it, I do feel like it was kind of like a sucker punch to the gut. 
That's how that entire week felt. And it was spring. It was in May. Yeah. This year or last year? Last Last year. year. Last year. Okay, so that was, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last year. So that was like the big turning point. But once I really dove inward and got right with myself and started listening to myself, and the self-care became most important, laying in the bathtub, doing things that previously sometimes might have seemed crazy to me, but just listening to music. Music has always been something for me. Always brings me to a place of comfort. And if I have trouble expressing, I can almost always find music that can express it for me, which I think is magic. So laying in my bathtub, listening to this music that was really soul-wrenching. It was gut-wrenching for me, down to my soul level. And just loving myself, doing the whole Pono, Pono prayer, like, I yes. thank you, I'm sorry, you know, I love you the whole nine yards, just doing it over and over while I'm laying in the bathtub all over my whole body, sobbing, letting go, letting go. And it's been a deep lesson in loving. And the more I love, the bigger the letting go is, which is fascinating because prior— yes. Loving was hanging on tight and holding everybody right here and giving them the big, fat mama bear hug, you know. And now it's kind of like, no, little birdies, you need to fly. I'm here for reference. Yes. The wise woman. Yeah. You're not the mommy anymore. Yeah. The wise woman to your kids and your grandchildren. Yes. Those beautiful little teachers. They are amazing. But yeah, that's who you are. And you had to change that role. Yeah. Well, I had to own it. Yes. I think for me, it's been an embarrassment of owning it because I have big energy. When I show up, man, you know I walk in the room, whether you know me or not. (laughs) It's just kind of how I roll. Mm -hmm. And I've always tried to tone that down and temper it because it's just a lot. And my family sometimes has a hard time taking it, although they very well need it. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I'm just going to kind of bring that full force now. I don't need to tone down a thing. I am who I am. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How did they respond? You know, it's been better than ever. It was (laughs) such a surprise for me. (laughs) That funny? You know, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It goes to show me exactly how all my fears were exactly what was showing up when I was holding on to the fear. And whenever I let go of the fear— it wasn't hard to see me and who I was for other people. It was it was harder for me. So spending more time looking in the mirror at these, you know, to these eyes in my own face, in my own soul gazing. Brings it up, doesn't it? Yeah. So that yeah. okay, so you based on the fears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We up we we all been doing that, right? Yeah. Yes, we have. Like, but on a whole yeah. other level. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So right. what was what was some of the fears, if you don't mind sh- sharing, like what yeah. came up and out? For me, it is a combo. It's kind of a weird combo, I think, because it's at the end of this, either end of the spectrum. Either I'm not enough or I'm too much and oh. often too much. So like it's the juxtaposition between the two for me. And it's odd because like, how can I be too much and not enough at the same time? Mm. And that was the fear. And if I kind of would waffle between the two, I didn't really have to face either one. And uh, so then I uh, just got real with both of them. If I had that feeling of not enough, had to sit with myself. How are you not feeling enough? What's that based upon? Is it a feeling that you had from an interaction? Is it internal? What's driving this? Too much. 
What's driving that? Somebody's shocked opinion. I mean, I'm I'm just known for my language. I would love to say I have great clean language all the time, but I usually can use a well-placed curse word very well, and it almost always will shock a room. And it's too much sometimes for people, and I don't care anymore. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. either. Yeah. yeah, I'm holding back today, but I don't really feel the need for it. <laughs> right. Well, I was and- on the phone with somebody I hadn't spoken with for like a really long time the other day, and and she's like, Michael, you said fuck like five times. Who is this person? And yeah. I'm like, you know, when I get connected and I'm full on, like my guides curse. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, they do. Comes out. And, <laughs> and they're like, why do you make words bad? Like, there's uh, no- exactly like shit and poop are the same thing for <laughs> yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. You know, why can we not say shit? Where did and this poop come from? Okay? It was yeah. that whole yeah. breaking free from like. You know what? I'm just not willing to play along with the <laughs> right. global agreement that we got that words are bad. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry. Hey. Not today. It works. Everybody has their word or their thing. Well, and that's okay. It's, you know, I, I don't know how you faced your fears, but mm-hmm. like, I, I know you did too, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, like, I woke up one day and uh, I think it was like at the beginning of this year. It was right when I'm in real estate. So when the market shifted and started becoming a seller's market versus a buyer's market, mm-hmm. I normally work with buyers. So when it switched to sellers markets, I'm not, I don't have my business set up like that. Um, Cause I do the things that I'm vibrate with and love. And it just was, I love first time home buyers. So when that switched, fear, <gasps> like my whole business model was off. And here mm-hmm. we are in the middle of this. What am I going to do? So like I felt the tinges of it a couple of times, mm-hmm. but just ignored it. But one night I woke up in the middle of the night, maybe around like one o'clock, full on sweat and bullets fear. Mm-hmm. And I just decided yeah. in that moment that I was just going to wake up and I was just going to, I went and sat on my couch and I said, bring it on. Yeah. I want to feel all of this. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly how I've been facing my fears. Six mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. Feeling it. Still sitting there. I sobbed. I shook. I just like let it come out. And you know what? After that, that was gone. Yeah. I no longer had that anymore. Like, and I've been in my life without money before, like a period six, seven years ago. So you would think that that fear would have left, but it didn't mm-hmm. until this January, February, whenever the hell that night was. But like, that's when it left. When it left my body, I allowed right. I allowed myself to feel it, not numb it down, not like just this in this one particular area. That was mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we coach people. We, you know, we're always talking spirituality, growth, and all that stuff. And yet I had never really had the experience of feeling something so gross, so awful, and just sitting with it, you know, like, bring it on. What? I'm what? Yeah. Yeah. So did you have something like? I did. That's the get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. And so we talk about steak, and I'm laughing at that because what I ended up doing was embodying the snake. And I turned on my music and I was listening to my music and I was having this overwhelming fear of like, my family's going to leave me. Like they're not understanding me. They do not want to meet me in this new way that I am showing up. They don't like it. It's not resonating with them. And I allowed myself to get real, real with that feeling and allow myself to go to the depths of the thought that I may never see 
my son, my daughter-in-law, my two grandchildren again. And I to even say that, I can still cry about it and feel, you know, how awful that would feel. And I allowed myself to feel it. And how I did it was music, playing that mournful music. It was sad and oh, it just brought it out in me. I could not not feel it. And then I had to dance it out. And before I knew it, I was like rolling on the floor, like moving like a snake on my floor, which was just (laughs) the most hilarious and unusual thing for me. But afterwards, I felt a million times better. So I have sunken into embodying every low feeling, every fear, every hurt, the pain, whatever comes up, I'm letting it in. I am no longer trying to systematically go through a process to deal with it and write and journal and do all these things. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to feel you. I'm going to feel this. I'm going to let it in my body. I'm going to move my body. I'm going to use music. I'm going to use toning, sound, dance. I'm going to feel it. And it just resonates, and then it vibrates out of my field. Right? Yes. Because it isn't my truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm talking to my son and my daughter in law and my grandchildren all the time. We've we're working through it. We're working through it. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. an incredible story too. But when you're talking about that all that deep stuff, I actually went through that like five, almost six years ago mm-hmm. when I bought the peace place where my business is at. It was such a big shift for me to invest into buying a place to house my business and this fabulous backyard with the energy that was incredible. And I started getting scared. And the big opening really happened when we had to change out the septic system. So they dug out all the old, ugly Shit. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) That had been there for who knows how long. Because that wasn't your shit to take on. It was not. But it also, I had to clear my own shit and my ancestral shit. Because both of my parents had just passed before I chose to do this. And I felt like my dad all along is going, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. So then I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I slept there one night in the middle of the living room, tossing, turning, crying, going, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Is this really right? Would I jump into something? And then I got up, went to the mirror, put one hand on my heart, one on my tummy, and I'm like, yes, this is right. This is perfect. What am I doing to myself? And I'm like, oh, all this is gone now. That's mm-hmm. what I did. <laughs> you yes. were not doing it for yourself. You were doing it for the land. You right. opened up a for portal the there. Land. Like multiple. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. what opened up that energy. Yeah. I know it is. Well, and it's collective. It's a beautiful way of describing how we're in this collective energy. So yes. we're waltzing through these things that feel like crap in our body whenever they don't resonate with yeah. who we are. And it draws, it magnetizes a level of the collective energy that's going through the same thing. And we are transmuting it at the same, same time. time. We're in our own and we are in the collective. And and we're really feeling the bigness of that. I've become so much more aware 
of how much I'm working in the collective field. Uh, me too. Yes. Like it's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. Yes, totally. Um, have you noticed this other thing too? Like before I was always like, I would never assert myself like spiritually. You know, it was like humble a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then over this time, I'm like, I like when I like face that big fear, there is this sense of like badassness that comes into the my field of like, oh, this makes sense now. Like it's okay to like, you know what? It was standing up against the collective, basically like saying, hey guys. I love you, but the shit you're doing, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Like, this isn't workable yeah. and definitely not sustainable. So, yeah. I don't know anything else to do except for we got to have a different conversation or a new one. And I'll be a part of that. I would have never mm-hmm. had that like gusto or that like groundedness or okay with myself to even think about speaking that out loud. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that's where we're at. Exactly. If not now, when? when? Yeah. yeah. Like, why not now? The other day, like, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that recently transpired with, the, you know, Afghanistan, I know we've had things like that happen before in our history, but there was something about that particular moment that was like when I saw the people hanging on to the planes like that badly wanting to get out. And I'm like, first, it used to be like there's that would disempower me because I would try to fix it. It was like, no, there's nothing wrong here. Right. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. here. And even heard like a silhouette, like they're getting out of there because that's how badly their ener- their energy pulled them out. Yeah. Because right. the desire, like yeah. how it, all energy works. Yeah. But I don't need to be making that wrong over here. Mm-hmm. But what is that trying to show me? Well, yes. it's trying to show me that my voice mm-hmm. is now ready. Yeah. yeah. And it's time to start having conversations. It is. and And I have to say how it has transform my business even, showing up on that bigger level, showing up on that deeper level. The people who resonate to that are coming in. Mm -hmm. And I've been begging. I, you know, I want to work with people, want to do the deeper work. I want to work with the brave souls who want to dive. And I want to help them free their self. I want to show them that it's possible. They don't have to do it my way. But even if they have that little glimmer of insight that it's possible, and I even provide that tiny little spark for them. How powerful is that for both of us? Let's me know that my showing up in my too muchness is not too muchness. Correct. It's right. needed, and right. it and it is a little light for them. Exactly, and I believe the your audience, your people, will show up. The people who need you, and your big energy will show up with you. Yeah. And then those who are my audience will also show up. Yes. And I think you've been jam-packed in your schedule. Mm -hmm. I've been jam-packed in my schedule. And it's a beautiful thing. But I, too, asked for those who want to move forward, those who are really ready to shift. And I'll tell you what, people are ready. They're hungry Mm -hmm. to have a greater understanding of what's happening because this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Unless there's a context. Yeah, context. Context around it. And right. And you know, we we were talking earlier, you mentioned something in one of the others about the chaos. I just made a post the other day. I think it was from Lee Harris and then I expanded on it. I'm like, of course the 
the chaos that's here, <clears throat> there is an order to it. Go underneath it mm-hmm. and just know. And that's a part of that knowing we are safe, knowing that it's all okay, and knowing that we just got to get through the chaos. Right. And Misty, that's what you've just done for yeah. the last year, year mm-hmm. and a half. Is, yeah. And we've all done it too, but move through that chaos knowing there's order. Yes. And you do that when you, the moment that you stop reacting to it. Yes. Because yeah. if just, you're reacting, you're not going to be able to touch no. anything right. until that's stopped. Yeah. Right. And that's as easy as if you're listening to us today, that's as easy as just taking a breath. breath. Yes. And taking like, a breath. Uh-huh. <sighs> stepping back. Hand on your heart. Yeah. yeah. Always hand and, on your heart. I had a client um, who's never used the hand on the heart to determine her yes and no. And oh. we went through that this last month. And it was so overwhelming to her that she cried. Mm-hmm. And she said, how have I never not known this? Can and you show us? It, it was so if, you, if you're wrestling, you know, with something— and your brain's telling you one thing, your heart's telling you another, and so you're doing all this yeah. egoic logic back and forth. I always stop, like Marilyn said, stop, take a step back. I close my eyes, put my hand on my heart, check into my breath. And if you're standing, I ask the question, is this for my greater good? And for me, forward is yes, and if I lean backward, is no. And your body will just tell you. And I just ask for that connection. And so that's what I've been telling people who come to me. It's it's interesting that my big personality and my big energy will draw them to me. And they think that, great, I've got this connection to this guru or this person who's going to help me. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, no, I'm going to help you connect to yourself. You are your <laughs> guru. I am not your guru. No one in the world is your guru except for you. You might have a tribe of people who resonate in a way that appeals to you and they're showing you things you want to know and things you want to feel, but you need to check in with you first, always your own heart first. And so we just started, you know, doing that together when we were talking and it was so powerful and so touching to witness her experiencing that for the first time, like her own true connection and how it brought her to tears. It's fabulous. So. Putting that into this whole conversation, that's what this whole time has really been about. Mm -hmm. It's been about going inside and learning how to follow your own guidance, your own heart. And that's really what our jobs are now, Mm -hmm. is just showing people how to do that for themselves. I totally agree with you 100%. You know, we can hold the space, we can be there, we can be the support, but I don't, I never have liked saying fix someone. I never mm-hmm. have yeah. said or that. heal. Uh, right. You're I a don't, healer. Well, you're your own healer. Healer. Yeah. I say that too. I'm yeah. like, I'm here. I'll show I'm you how. Here. Yeah. But it's yes. you. I'm yeah. supporting you, but you do the work. Yes. You are the one who... Answers to you and your heart. I mean, their own heart knows like nobody else can know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's been the theme of all of this because that's what you did too. Yeah. 
It is. Yeah. It is. That connection that we're craving with other people is really representative of the connection we're craving with ourself. Yeah. Hallelujah for that one. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Yay, Misty. Well, like having this is, um, I think this is a good place to kind of like land the plane on this particular mm-hmm. podcast. But as we do, like since sound, sound is a really amazing way. Like I, at night, I listen to rain. I put sound a lot yeah. into my, you know, I used to have like the TV on, on anything just for background noise. Like it just helps my brain think better. But now I don't, I make sure that it's like crystal bowls playing in the background or it's like some sort of rain, meditation, something that's just like it's resonating with me, not just like any generic, you know, yeah. you know, because to me, like even putting on the news before, that didn't, oh, no. yeah, and I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, and that's a no-go. <laughs> yeah, so that's been a profound shift over yeah. the past year and a half is like replacing these little spaces in my life when I'm working. Mm-hmm. I have always have a background going that helps support. So as we go out today, would you help us like give sure. us a little crystal balls on the way out? Now we'll put everybody's information in the description box below. Yeah. But this has just been a really amazing podcast. I'm so glad it's that you were here you. to... Uh, be a part of season five as we return back from our little little break. And um, yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. But if you could just kind of gently like play us out of this podcast as an inspiration for somebody if they're looking and having chaos that there is a place to go. Yeah. And here's an easy way to hit it. Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you, Misty. So I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. Settle into your chair or a cushion, wherever you're at. Just allow yourself a moment of quiet. Put your hand on your heart. Take another deep breath. And allow the sound to wash over your body.
an absolutely beautiful way to end a podcast. Thank you. You guys go enjoy your silent space. We're going to go Kia for the next one, and we will see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Thank you, Misty. Thank Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.